0: Don't hesitate. I used it. You should go over and start using it now.
1: What's good, y'all? Let's get this going. What up? We're gonna do a state of the culture. It's been a while. So, um, we're going to bring the Good Brother 19 keys on. And we're going to talk about a few things. First and foremost, hope everybody got their tickets to InvestFest. It's going down. Shout out to my boy Diddy. Headliner. First headliner announced. Um, It's, it's going to be a vibe, man. Atlanta, Georgia. August 25th. Through August 27th. Um, we back at it. If you've been to the first two, you know how we do. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a vibe. <laughs> Joe Button. If anybody watched that, did y'all watch that Joe Button episode, man? I ain't gonna front it kind of caught me by surprise the energy that they have. But shout out to the guys, shout out to Corey, first and foremost, and uh shout out to Ed, shout out to Ice, shout out to Joe, Queens Flip, Melissa Ford, the whole crew, Parks. Um, I actually had fun, I I can't I had some fun, you know, it wasn't the usual uh, EYL conversation that we have when people interview us, it was different than what I expected and what we're used to, but I think it actually made for a pretty decent uh, conversation, he had a lot of fun, so, you know, we know Joe, I actually know Joe, so, you know, I, I understand how he is, man, so I ain't really take it personal, don't take anything personal, I actually posted that today. Second agreement. Don't take it personal. Shout out to them, man. Um, they doing their thing. Check the episode out if you haven't. For sure. Uh, there we go. There we go. What's
2: good? There you go. <laughs> man, blessings, man. Don't you say it it don't first. take nothing well, first, you know. man. That <laughs> Yeah, yeah, especially with y'all media run, man. I mean, well especially just being a public figure. You know what I'm saying? Success on Chris opposition. Black- you know, shout uh, uh,
1: out to my brother Black Sam. I spoke to him today and he, he, he showed me that they actually started um breaking ground on uh so on Crenshaw and Slaughter where the marathon store was, the first marathon store. He said it in the interview they actually turned that in, uh, into a um to a center for young people mm. to learn, teach them about, you know, arts, teach them about financial, music, and all of that stuff. So they just started breaking ground on that. And he sent me a video on that. Um, but the reason why I'm saying that is one of the last tweets that Nipsey Hussle actually said was, It's a blessing to have strong opposition. Something. So um, mm-hmm. I told Queen's flip, haters just confused admiration. So once again, shout out to Joe Button. I don't, necess- I don't you know, I, I don't think it was hate. Did you see? Did you see it? You well, talk about the the Versace shirt, man. Give me the chance. Watch the whole. Watch the whole interview. It was interesting. It was an interesting okay. conversation. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you use your own judgment to see how you felt about it. But like I said, I appreciate them for having us up there. And I know Joe personally, and. You know, he's, he's a different type of dude. So I don't feel that it was hate. I just felt like it was an opportunity to have a different conversation, which I actually appreciated because we always talk about the same thing, financial literacy and, and different things. And so yeah. this was like, you know, he was coming at us from a whole different point of view, a whole different spectrum. And it wasn't something that I was actually uh, thinking that he was going to do, but I actually appreciate it. It let us, you know,
2: dance a little differently this time around. I think that that's necessary. Um, I mean, just for growth of yourself and the platform, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all human beings and we don't, we're not just one dimensional number one and we have value in other different areas outside of what people know us for. You know what I'm saying? When you become, I don't like the word gatekeepers. Once you become culture keepers, you know what I mean? People that start to either push the culture forward or uphold the culture in a particular way then I don't think it should be limited to one dimension of thought. You know what I mean? Like financial literacy really is speaking on something broader, which is, you know, what causes those those financial literate or illiterate situations, the roots of why our culture is messed up and where we are today. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you know, the money, you follow the money and that's, you find that, all the problems in the world. But what was the topic of no, conversation? Well, though for it now, was I'm a curious. variety
1: of different things, but he was talking about like, yo, um, opposition really, like yo, who's your mm-hmm. enemies? Who do you have problems with? Like he said, I can't, I can't wait for y'all to have a scandal. Um, you know, a variety of different, a variety oh, of man. different, you know, a, a very confrontational. It's very confrontational in manner.
2: I, I would say this about that. Um, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you can't really have longevity in the public eye until you go through something in the public eye. And then, you know what I mean, the, the people understand that I still feel the same way about you. You know what I'm saying? Like that adversity does build character. You know, there was a saying that I held on to since I was younger. I'm not sure if it came from Elijah Muhammad, but it was always accredited to him when I was told about it and to say, if you don't have an enemy, buy you one. Right, because enemies keep you sharp, right? And you can't be a hero without an enemy. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a hero without a villain. So you have to, you 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 have to be opposing something, right? And I don't know if it's always somebody in the courtship, but we do have a lot of villains in the courtship. So you know, having an enemy just makes you more of a hero. And then scandals and things of that nature that just makes you human. You know what I'm saying? That don't take a Away from any of the movement whatsoever, because the movement is validated by its necessity, not by the perfection of the messengers. You feel me? So having scandals or flaws or mischaracterizations or whatever that is, you know, that's the people' decision to say, "Well, I'm human; they human too," and I appreciate what they decide to do with their human life outside of what other things that may pop up. I don't care about none of that. Like you know, every every soldier and every general in history. And ask something, you know, just about that a person could consider so-calledly if they was fake perfect. I want to counsel That's them. for. Fact. That's a fact. That's a... so. Uh, state of the culture.
1: Where we at? Five. What's this? Five.
2: State of the culture, man. Yeah, I think it's about. I think it's about a good five in the book. We gonna have to turn this into a whole
1: book. Me and nineteen have been doing the state of the culture thing for months now. And every, every couple of months we get on, we talk about different topics. And I know it's an exciting time in the world right now. I know you got your tour. you about got to follow theater this week.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, born day, May 4th. Everybody want to pull up, celebrate history with me in the making, uh, that's going to be beautiful. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to see everybody in the building. You all, you going to be on tour. I can't wait till we have our high level conversation on tour. It's going to be different doing this in person. Um, I always tell people my tour is uncensored, you know what I'm saying, it's unfiltered, it's unlimited. You never know what's going to happen. It's different, especially uh, at Apollo Theater. We got some nice surprises. There's going to be a lot of people that say, I wish I was in the building. Then there's going to be some people that will say, I'm happy I showed up. So I rock with those people. Um, But State of the Culture today, man, I, 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 right on the topic of media, right, and the gatekeeper culture, right, you, you know, what do you think about? Do you believe that? Let me ask you: Do you believe that you're becoming a gatekeeper?
1: That's a good question. Uh... <laughs> All right, no, let's hard. get to it. Let's get to it. Are we a gate? <laughs> are we becoming a gatekeeper? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I believe so. I believe in it. It's- Cause um, mm. yeah, I mean I don't know how else to put it. Um, uh, and on a certain level, yeah. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot. What um, you think
2: that's good or bad? Historically, people think gatekeeper. I think
1: that good. um, it depends on how you look at it, right? Like a gatekeeper is somebody that has a key. Our situation is a little different because we built the gate. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, we wasn't mm. handed the key, keys to the kingdom. We weren't handed like you know what I'm saying. Like this is a gate. This is your. This is your. Your. your you know. Your hour to watch it. Um, we built something, and, and we kind of built. We built the castle. So, yeah. In some regards, I guess we do have the keys to, to the kingdom, in, in some aspects. And um, you, you have keys to a kingdom. Everybody has different people have different keys to different kingdoms. Um, but I think gatekeeper is a word that people kind of, you know, misuse the wrong way because it's like I think they, they use gatekeeper as somebody stopping them from getting in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand that because I I never asked for anybody to let me in anywhere. So, like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's right. like if you – if you're asking for somebody to, to, to let you in, then that's your own personal problem for actually even having that type of mentality where you're relying on somebody else to provide for you. So for me, I don't look at it like, you know, we're a gatekeeper as far as we have the freedom to let people in or let people out. We have our own gate, and we can let what we want in our gate. Mm-hmm. And, we can let, and we cannot allow access to whoever we want in our gate with no explanation. We don't have to explain. Like, if we have an event, if we have an event, right. and we invite somebody, we don't have to invite somebody. If we have an event and we do invite somebody, the right just like else. You, have, you have an event, everybody. So I feel like the idea of that is still like a slave mentality where people look one person has my destiny in their hands, and they're stopping me from doing something. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's that's the slave mentality that's the wrong way to look at it nobody has your destiny in your hands other than yourself only person that's stopping you from doing something
2: is you that's it yeah i think people start to, to to when you see the thing about success and this is what i'm learning especially the platform is getting it's getting big you understand me to a point where when you say things you have to recognize your own growth so that you understand what it means now when you say things versus what it meant maybe a year ago or two years ago. Right. Cause now I can say something and it holds a different weight because I'm in a different position. Right. When I first started the show, like, let's say high level conversations, you know, everybody went knocking and beating down my door to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody was hitting me up. But when you go and make what you build successful, then other people feel they have a right to be on there. Like it's a privilege. And then, They believe that you're denying them that privilege when a person may have not been thinking about you whatsoever. And at the same time, as young black men in this game, when you talk about building your own gate, that means you have to fund it as well. You have to take your time, your energy, resources, and money, and you have to build something. This is what you decide that this is what I'm gonna use my life for. And then once you build something, people believe I have the privilege and if they don't put me in what they built, You know what I'm saying? Now they're against me or they hating or they got an issue with me or a problem or they trying to keep me out because I'm the messiah of the world and they don't want nobody to know. Like whatever it is that people conjure up in their head, these be the, the battles that they go with themselves to say, how come I'm not being chosen? And the problem I have with that ultimately is because when somebody builds something, Y'all are some messy ass people in the comments, cause I don't know what's yeah, going on got- with nobody shows or nothing. So I'm just gonna, go, gonna keep it a buck with y'all, man. If, if, if y'all coming on some oh. weird ass energy, cut that shit but, out. Head the- like I hate sucker shit. So please
1: do thing, yourself I a mean, favor, like, I'm y'all talking about Tony the closer. The crazy thing is I actually spoke to him on the phone for like an hour. So no, I'm. Not- I am do not I
2: actually don't know what you are talking. Was-
1: about. No, I'm not talking about him. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm glad um, you said that. There's people, this is the lowest level of human being. People, the lowest level of human being is you do a show at the Apollo, right? And then somebody, I'm not invited to the show, I'm not on the bill. Somebody hits me like, yo, 19 keys don't want to show at the Apollo. You live in New York, right? Why he ain't have you on the show at the Apollo? <laughs> that is the lowest level of human. That is the lowest level of human, bro. And that oh is the God. centerpiece. That's the centipede of the earth. And that's what social media is full of. Full of social media is full of centipedes. Like, yeah. people, they do that all the time. Like, yo, they having an event. Why you ain't, they, they tagging people in the comments like, yo, why 19 Keys not on this show? How come Ian, it's not, which? why, why MG the mortgage guy didn't go with you to the breakfast. So now what you, that's really the devil. That's the devil work right there. Because what you're doing is you're planting, you're planting uh, deceit in somebody else's brain, right? But you think it's like friendly fire. Cause they, they, how they're going about it is like on some friendly shit. Like, yo, bro, like I thought that was your man. Right. Why, he why don't you do something for yourself? Like y'all got this much time to talk about another person that you don't know, that you never met in life. And, you're, and you have nothing going on for yourself. You're dead broke, you're out of shape, your relationship is in shambles, your kids is in the street, you're drinking because you, you can't cope with the pain, you're smoking your life away, and you got enough time to be a grown man, 38 years old, 42 years old, or a grown woman. And, and like, just think about that. This, these are the centipedes of the earth. These are the scum, this is the scum of the universe if you're doing something like that, you're the worst person in the world. You're, right. you're literally the worst person in the world, but it happens over and over again, bro. Like we was just on a black enterprise cover. Instead of this, everybody saying, congrats, somebody commented like, yo, why was the MGO mortgage guy on the cover with you? Because it's earned, a, because it's earned your leisure, first of all, and me and Troy started Earn your leisure. So, but why would you even make a comment like that? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how about how about when we brought MG the mortgage guy to the Breakfast Club? We didn't have to do that, right? How about when he became a partner with us? We, we like instead of highlighting all of the stuff that you that you don't see or that you're not aware of or that you are aware of, you look for one thing and try to twist it and try to and try to set some level of of uh, infighting right, right? right. between an issue that's not even there and that happens all the time and yeah and y'all keep doing it like no stop
2: doing that Can stop we- doing. Go fall for the sucker shit. I think that that's what they got to understand. We're not falling for it. I think historically, it's worked so well when you so seize the descent amongst the righteous, is what it's called. So that's what the devil do. And the power of suggestion is so powerful, right? Like, they can they can drop something in the ear. And it may not hit now, but when that person is at their weakness, they believe that. Oh, man, shoddy and them don't fuck with you. And brother, get out of my face. And then, when that person at a low point they start believing it because that bug been planted in their ear. So they know how to sow seeds amongst the righteous so that they can start creating chaos. And those are the agents against change. You feel me? And so like for us, it's, it's about being very aware of the tactics of the devil because that's what they go try. When a person is unhappy with their house, they want to create unhappiness in your house. So y'all can be on equal terms. How dare you be living better than me? You know what I'm saying? How dare you feel you got rest, calm, and peace in your household, and I ain't got nothing but chaos and negativity and stress in mind. And so it's like for us, it's gonna always be this battle because we live in a world that's not conducive towards positive energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a movement about a, a growth campaign for the world, right? To become, you know, uh, um, literate in a progressive culture so that we can finally build out the ideas and the things that our ancestors have fought for historically. So, you know, like with us working together, I always take time and stop and I reflect and appreciate all of my relationships, right? And that stops any idea of hate or jealousy that can even pop up. And the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan once said something so profound, when you find yourself jealous of somebody, help them. You know what I'm saying? It reverses that energy. You can't hate and help at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like our, our growth won't be based on the same blueprints previously that, you know, our father's generation or uncle's generation and grandpa's generation. That was their tactics. Them niggas needed to beef with each other in order to build it's because what they were trying to do was cipher the tension and to create these little small cohorts of people who could be miserable in their own sections. Instead, we saying, no, you know I. I I see videos about me sometimes, but it's like, why would I respond? Because then I'm working with your tactics. I'm working with you if I respond. You know what I'm saying? Because your whole thing is at some point in time, as a child, you didn't know how to garner attention, right? That's that child in you that didn't know how to gain attention from their parents. And that child in you responds sometime in the way that they act, right? And so, so people are being children in their Attention seeking strategies instead of being grown men and women and building something for themselves. Like I like you can't say, oh well Keys, I was there, I gave you money, or Keys, I was there, I built this for you. No, you ain't do shit. I had to do it on my own. You know what I'm saying? So you can mention my name, but that just means you want attention. And instead of calling me on the phone like a man would do, that's what you're going to do as a little boy. Right? And so we got a culture that we ain't got a man up culture. We ain't got a woman up culture. No, we have a little, like, this, this, it's not even strategic, it's just tactical hell that people live in just trying things that will never work. And it's never gonna exhaust you into position, but we operate from a place of trauma that our media, and we're so immature that we react from an immature place, not from a mature place. We're not speaking from, oh, we're wise now, we get it. We've had the experiences, we not gonna do that, no. You see that brother's success. And instead of enjoying your own success, you hating on this person's success, right? And it's like, bro, we all have the opportunity to build events, to build stages, to build businesses, to build media, to work together, to even, and this is, the, this is where some of y'all throw away your opportunities of collaboration by creating premature negativity. Where it's like, bro, you know if you would have just controlled yourself and shut your mouth and called that brother and then y'all could have figured out when was the right time to build, right? It probably would have happened. But in your moments of frustration, you go public with it, right? And now it becomes more of an issue because now it's a lack of respect on one side because you don't know how to control yourself. Frustration is okay. It's okay to want to be on the platform. It's okay to want to build with your brother. I love that. But Taking that and making your brother your enemy is sucker shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I built relationships. Like, it's people that I ain't worked with and I ain't asked nothing for till two years, three years later. And I wanna say this last thing too, because you know, it be people that want to get on my show. And it's like, you want me to invest in you by having you on my show. Because I have to spend the money, I gotta fly out the team. We got to set a production. We have to use advertisement time on my channel, right, and on the EYL network, and that's a whole episode. What if that episode doesn't do well? Are you going to compensate me back my money for that? No. And So I'm investing into you when I have you on the show, and at the same time, when was the last time you thought about taking some of your investment budget and investing into the media? Say, you know what? I got to Goodness, Let me, let me shoot 19 keys, hundred thousand or something. Let me invest in this, see this thing grow because if his business grows and he put my advertisement on his business, then my business grow. But people think about what you can do for them not what they can do for you. So then it becomes this one-sided thing to where they want to be your master. And if you don't do what they say, then they can have a problem with you. That's not how men and women react, how a real boss go look at a figure out a way to make it a, a mutually beneficial situation. But we're so immature; we don't understand the mature tactics of real growth, business, and collaboration. No, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. So,
1: yeah, don't be a centipede. Don't be a centipede, please. Please don't be a centipede. Um, all right. So let's 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 get to the state of the culture, man. State of the culture, um, man. Right, so, the highest level. Highest level ever, man. Let's talk about it, man. Let's 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 what's, let's what, what, what's, What's
2: on the agenda? Hmm, man, that's a good question. The, the, just the question, I'm like a show what's on the agenda. Cause there's so many agendas. <laughs> <laughs> that is a- I, I, so, all right. So first of all, I want to do this because I do want to talk about, because when we talk about state of course, we talk about black media specifically. I think black media is in a, um, it's in trouble, right? It started off very bright with this opportunity to really control our narratives. Right, with being able to create independent sources of media and change, you know, the conversation. And now it feels because of what happened with George Floyd or Kanye West, and you know, a few other different. The first it started with George Floyd, where white companies was giving black media ad dollars as a campaign for diversity, and then you get something like Kanye West uh, comments. He made them punish black media by taking away their ad dollars in response to them messing with Kanye West, saying that y'all can't really have free media and we definitely not going pay for y'all to say whatever y'all want. So now black media has been forced into, oh, we have to create these toxic shows to meet these quotas, you know what I'm saying? In order for them to grow, which may go specifically against their mission and their guidance of what their brand is, right? And so I believe that part of it, like, there's some people in here, and there's a thousand people on this chat. These are some millionaires in here, business people, and they don't understand the relationship between black business and black media, right? Specifically where if you see a show that you like, you can reach out to that show and say, listen, I want to, you know, uh, uh, either invest in that show or run ads on that show instead of just running it on Facebook. And what that does is it allows black business and black media to grow to where not only we can create more shows, right? We can increase the production value, but at the same time, we increase in our audience. So when you put your product, your service, or your business, right, on a black show that specifically has your customer base, right, now you're making more money. In this. But when we have to completely rely on white corporations 100%, Cause I don't get me wrong. I got white sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say that. Shout out to y'all. Keep the money flowing. But I'm saying when you got a hundred percent respond or, or, or rely, it's letting us know that we don't understand the culture of business. We don't understand the culture of attention to media. So what do you think can improve upon the relationship when it comes to black businesses and black media so that therefore we can have more integrity, in our networks to where we can control the messages based on what our actual, you know, business vision is. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's
1: a variety of different things that ha- happen and it has to change, but I think that we have to value the media first of all, because if we don't value it, then we, we don't even, we don't even look at it as, a, as a viable option to run ads or to, you know, promote or different things of that nature. Right. Um, and understand that it's a working relationship, like the mouthpiece of the people is the media right so this is how messages get expressed whether you're watching you know nightly news whether you're listening to the radio whether you're watching podcasts youtube whatever like this is this is the voice piece of the people because the vast majority of people don't have a tremendous amount of people that they can reach at one time right so when you watch platforms like let's say what a cnbc right now CNBC is a business platform, right? And they have millions of people that watch them and read and, and follow them on Instagram and things of that nature. So now they're speaking for the investment and business community. Earn your leisure, speaking for the be- investment business community. You're speaking for you know a variety of different communities from conscious to business to different things of that nature. So now it's like, all right, if you're in that community as a business person, um, why would you not want to involve in the media side of it? It's like politics as well, right? Like you want to be involved with your local politicians you want to donate political campaigns because you understand that it's good to have good relationships with politicians same thing with the media space so I feel like you know we only look at media as entertainment this is the biggest this is the biggest difference between us and other communities we look at we look at media as entertainment where other communities they look at media as an opportunity so it's like Fox News right for instance That's obviously heavy propaganda that's propagated by the Republican Party. MSNBC is heavy propaganda that's done by the the Democratic Party. Both of these parties are controlled by white men. The the Democratic Party is controlled by white men. The Republican Party is controlled by white men. The common denominator in the situation is that they both see that politics, that uh, media is a way to control the masses and get their message out, so they invest heavily in media so when you look at the New York post, that's a republican uh leaning situation when you look at the New York Times that's a democratic leaning situation when you look at the washington post mm-hmm. every almost every form of white media leans one way that's not done by accident that's done because billions of dollars are being pumped into these entities so they can force the direction of which they're leaning. Now, it is beneficial that we don't have that same level of responsibility because we can go straight. We don't, we don't have to lean towards the left or lean towards the right or pander to anybody because we're not financed by anybody. That gives us a tremendous amount of leverage and that's good. But there are opportunities because there are things that are beneficial for everybody To move forward like let's say like reparation right i don't think anybody thinks that that's a bad idea anybody that's in our community anybody that's black it's not a bad idea so it's like okay instead of us working apart why don't we all work together we have a voice as far as media the politicians have power politically the activists have the information and the people have you know the ability to actually mobilize and vote now, if we're all on one accord, right, if we all pick, like, let's say, one issue and we're all on one accord, now we can actually get this situation moving in the right direction. The problem is that we're too scattered and we, and we argue about different things. And we come and, and, once again, we we worried about who's left off of InvestFest and why wasn't MG, the mortgage guy, on cover of Black Enterprise and why aren't uh, we on tour with 19 keys? That's what we're thinking about. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're thinking about. Like, yo, it's, it's, it's actually pretty sad because the world is changing right in front of us. And we're worrying about going back and forth with somebody on social media. Right. They I just watched uh, 60 Minutes and they got whole systems where they actually clean energy. Like, this world is moving in a whole different We got AI, you got clean energy, you got space exploration and Our number one concern is social media influencers debating each other on Instagram.
2: Mm. No, you said a lot right there. You said a lot right there. Damn. You know, I'm always one that I like to sober us up because that's our drunk talk. You know what I'm saying? That's our drunk uncle talk when we do that. It's, it's, It's distracting us from our actual responsibilities, right? Like, Uh, When I was on Sway in the morning show, and he called me iconic, after that he said something. Um, He said, you are a huge proponent towards AI. And I had to stop him and clarify. I said, no, um, I'm not a proponent for it. I'm a teacher of it. Because we are always behind the eight ball, right? In 1995, during the Million Man March, right? Social media or the, the internet was having this boom, right? Nextgate was IPO and you could have put money in that and our parents could have bought coms and became billionaires, right? We did not have a tech boom in our culture, right? Whatsoever. Our culture skipped the whole tech boom because we were focused on social issues that are very important, but because we're so stuck in survival, we didn't get to get to the investments. We didn't get to get to control the future. And we didn't get to focus on creative thinking, right? We was just focused on survival mode. And it's like, we complaining as if we're still in survival mode and I have to stop you all sometime. And when I see in the cultures that cause we love complaining about how down bad we are when you're not really. We're no longer in survival mode. You no longer have to go fend for yourself in that capacity. The problem is just the lack of willfulness today. The lack of emotional resilience. When we look at AI, you can literally sit down and spend the next 10 20 30 40 50 hours and and here's the the problem is people don't like hard work no more no no more because people think that because ancestors before you worked that you tired that ain't got nothing to do with it you know what I'm saying like you still have to put in the hard work and develop you a good skill so that you can make a great life so when you talk about like ai space and exploration and You got all of these new technological things and scientific approaches that's happening, yet we focus on social issues. We're stuck in survival fight mode. So that's why I'm like, no, everybody else can talk about that. So y'all won't, sometimes people be, keys. why you don't talk about this, that, and the third? Because it's already happening on somebody else's platform. It will not happen at all if I don't take the reins. And not only speak about it once it's already a trend, I'm always working to set the trends to change the narrative, like, yo, you know, you don't, you don't have to see me creating AI content every day, because I've been doing it for the last five years. Now, I get to sit back and watch the court guide itself. But we still are far back on what we need to have as the next phases. Like, I don't want to reach out to all the popular influencers and have them on high level. I want to find the scientists, the engineers, the philosophers, right? I want to find the smartest people in the world and have high level conversations, not the most popular people. So when we stop with this popular base, you know, topic of conversation and we get to what's the most value-based conversations, it changes the dynamics in our household, of our neighborhoods, of our whole culture, right? And I believe that's the larger conversation. Like, let's talk about things of real value and substance. Because you can't tell me that the same argument that Huey P. Newman was making You know what I'm saying? I should be making the same exact argument. It don't make no sense. I should not be fighting the same fight as my ancestor. I got new tools, new resources, new ways to make money, and new ways to fight. And I got new wars and new battles to fight. You dig? So I do want to dive in a little bit about AI, if if, if we can go there, because I believe that you you always look at, and here's the thing, and then here's one more other thing. When I made that post about household medium income, we're so divided right now in the diaspora. There's like these um, these diaspora wars of like blacks and Africans and these divisions, and I seen some of my good African people, um, and it was like, how come the list does not separate ethnically, you know, different ethnic groups, right? Um, of Africans, and it said put everybody in this label of black. And I know black is not a r- race, it's not a nationality, right? It's a construct that people have accumulated to call themselves, but it's not real. But I've seen the Nigerians was like, we doing better, our household is higher, things of that nature, even though it's only like 400,000 Nigerians in here. But what I start to see is like this new classism that starts to pop up in between the different. You know, um, ethnic groups, and it's going to be dangerous in the future because that's not something Latinos and Hispanics people think about. You know what I'm saying? That's not something that they fighting for, right? Even Asians, if they would have seen that list, and it said Asians are at the top, they wouldn't be like, what about Chinese? What about Japanese? What about East Indian? They wouldn't have cared, right? But we're fighting to be the least poor. You know what I'm saying? We're fighting to create classism amongst ourselves because we don't have nothing. And instead of attacking this thing, saying that, okay, number one, nobody culture you to me, right? Uh, this is 19 keys opinion matters the most, right? As far as improvement and progress in America, than black people. So why? Because number one, since the inception of this country, we built it. Since the inception of this country, we've been here. Right. And when we rise up, America surely will be a great country. You know what I'm saying? And so so from a political standpoint, it makes the most sense that you rise black people up because then that changes the whole landscape of the country. So keeping us down is why America is losing now. America is suffering because of the the in-house fighting and the civil wars and the racism and the battles and the oppression of creating all these systems to go against each other. You can't fight against nations who are united against one ethnic structure. So you don't want to say, I'm not part of this group. No. If anything, you want to help that group take your numbers to help us average out to increase and grow because any benefit any ethnic group has ever gotten in America is specifically because of us, because of our fights towards social change. And I end on this. This has never been another people in the history of the planet Earth. In the history of the entire planet Earth, who has fought more for social change, and a sense of freedom, justice, equality than us in America? It's not even a close challenge.
1: I mean, I feel like if you're an American, you black. That's how they look at it. Cause they 'cause they're gonna call you a nigga anyway. All right. So okay. I don't care if you're from Dominican Republic. I don't care if you're from Botswana. I don't care if you're from <laughs> Australia. Like. All of that, that don't that don't even mean that. Once again, you fighting up you fighting a losing fight. Oh, well, I'm not thirteenth on the chart. I should be I should be number seven because technically I'm from like who, who you ain't prepared to do nothing to the people that really screwed you over. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is the this, this is the kind of like even when somebody come at me, like if somebody if if, if you fell for somebody on the internet that took your money, you didn't don't, you ain't you ain't man enough to go to the person that took your money and do something so don't like I'm saying like That's a this, fact. Not, not, I try like bro this is just the reality of it bro I hate people that do fourth and fifth people related oh well did, like somebody screwed you over in America there's, a, there's people that have screwed us over for hundreds of years you don't want to fight them you don't want to have an issue with them. You want to debate with 19 keys on his Instagram page about well, technically we're not African American. We're uh, uh, black people. So like, who, bro? You're broke. You're broke. I don't care what you call yourself. You you got brown skin. We're not black. We're brown. Yeah, bro, well, I'm brown. Yeah, you're fighting over semantics, bro. Like you're fighting over semantics. You going to keep this going forever? I, 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 I will say this,
2: y'all. Uh, Look at well, on that list, you seen white on that list, right? Now nobody's actually black or white, right? Like I said, white people are more transparent. You see their blood from their skin. It's like beige pink. Black people, we're actually brown people, right? So that part don't matter. Um But it does matter. Let me let me let me explain. Well what, what-, what I was gonna say about the white. This is how white people were able to gain so much influence power because you don't see the list separated by Italians. Irish right Romans Greeks, you don't see that no It just says white because this is how they maintain a majority So when, when they see that word white they say we doing good right because they have a collective majority and this happened intentionally and purposefully because they was looking at the numbers right after Africans got out of so-called slavery and they say wait a minute if they have a you know um, um, increased population and they grow in size and they consider themselves to be one, yet we're separated, they're gonna see themselves advancing past the Italians, advancing past the Russians, advancing past the white Jews or something of that nature. So instead, let's just call everybody one and let's lump it up and now we have the majority. But when we walk outside, nobody ever says, oh, that's a white Italian. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever separates it. So you have to understand the power in numbers. So when you start operating from that mindset, of, of, no, I actually want this individual thing. You're operating from a white supremacist mindset that they built into you to keep you divided. The best thing is to put it all under one, guys, so that we have the majority. This is why you have to understand the tactics and the strategies. So you're trying to go backwards, actually, because if we let you and you own your own, that's not no growth. No, when we together, now we're taking the tactics that were used against us, and now we can see some growth.
1: Now that's a fact, and that's that's a that's a very valid point because, what is white? What does that even mean? What does that? It's like people say, well, I'm not black because black is a color. Well, white's a color too. Very few people are actually the color of white. That's almost impossible to do. How many people have you ever seen in life that's actually really, really white? It's like Anglo-Saxon, like from like the Caucasoid mountains. That that's what like, people from Eastern Europe are not white. People from Greeks are not white people even Jewish people what does that even mean Jewish is a religion that's like saying like Christian people as a race there's there's black Jewish people there's people that's Jewish that's Arab there's white Jewish people so it's like that's a that's a very good point that you make because even Arabs what does that mean Arab is a, is a language and it's a region it's a region of the world where people speak that language but they have many different People from Yemen is completely different from people from Saudi Arabia, from right. people from the right? But they're all categorized as Arab, right? So it's like white people never separate themselves. They all fall
2: under the flag of being white. They understand that designation gives the majority rule, power, and privilege, right? right? And they can appreciate their heritage still.
1: They can have St. Patrick's Day and they can appreciate their Irish heritage. They can, they can have, you know, live Italy, and they can appreciate their Italian heritage. They, sh- they can have Polish, you know, situate, but they don't have a problem. We
2: don't. No. I mean, the reality of it is we're Americans, right? So if, if your forefathers were born in America, right? Some of us are Native Americans, as my brother said, some of us are Moorish Americans, right? And then some of you just Americans. Right. So if if we were going by that particular designation, then that would be proper. And then if we were going by actual description, you would look at it and say, I'm brown. Right. But we always talk, we we call messaging people brown and Latinos brown. Like we ain't brown. (laughs) You rarely, unless you go to, you know, somewhere in Africa, you're not meeting too many of those blue blackish people, right? It it, it may be in like Sudan somewhere, right? But we are brown people, copper color. You feel me? <laughs>
1: like uh, South Korean, yeah, these are very, very dark skinned people. But for the most part, people, yeah, that, that's very hard to find. So I remember, like, um, you, you know, VJ Sinh, VJ Singh, he used to be a he used to be a, a, um, a golf player. Mm-hmm. He, he was, he's Indian, but he's very, very dark skinned, like yeah. super black. I'm like, yeah, he's black. they like, no. Yeah. The Indians have black gods. They show blue black gods. That's but, what they worship. But they're like, no, nah, he's not black. He's Indian. Well, I'm like, well, you explain this to me because he's darker than I am. Right. Way darker than I am. So right. if you're calling me black and I'm not even black, <laughs> I'm brown, right? If you want to go by this color box situation and he's actually Akon's complexion. Explain to me how he's not black.
0: Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right, we're creating a new educational experience that's more expansive. Charlie, tell what we got.
1: Yes, 2023, we got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, Real Estate Calls with MG The Mortgage Guy, access to the Home Buying Blueprint Volume 1 and Volume 2. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new
0: curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I v e r s i t y dot com. See you there.
1: Just, just, I just, I just need an explanation because now you're not saying black is the color. You're saying black as a race of people that are from America, right? But then it's like, well, you can't just say that because then you have no problem calling African people black either, right? But, if, but so if you're in Jamaica, this is how crazy it is. If you're in Jamaica and even better if you're in Haiti and you look like me then you're black on the same island which used to be called Hispanol, um, on the other side of the island is Dominican Republic the only difference is that the people speak Spanish now some people would say well I'm not black I'm Latino or I'm not black I'm Dominican well what does that actually mean you're just speaking a different language right the, the second most uh, black people outside of Africa Are in Brazil That's a fact okay. Because that's where a lot of Slave ships went from Africa to Brazil They have the second largest black population Outside of Africa They speak Portuguese Are they not black because they speak a different language None of these languages are our languages anyway we were, we, Wherever we were born That's the language that we were taught That's the dialect that we speak right. So right. If, if I speak Polish because I was born in Poland Does that make me not black? Does that make me So it's an identity crisis. I don't want to harp on this situation for too long, but it's important because we do have an identity crisis, and it goes back to white supremacy, where the closer that we can get to becoming white, the better that we feel about ourselves. So it goes back to people that's bleaching it. 19 Keys has left the building. They kicked them off. Instagram, hated on them. State of the culture, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm going to give him a minute before he comes back. Hopefully he comes back. But, yeah, it's important. Like I said, this identity crisis thing has to stop in our community because it's not beneficial to anybody, and it's only confusing. It's confusing to young people. Here he comes. 19 keys is back in the building. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We getting back to it though. It's cool. Nah, I'm just saying like, you know, it's an identity card. Like I said, I don't want to spend much time on it
2: because I, I, I think I, where it's going to come up. The biggest is when you're talking about reparations, right? So when you talk about reparations, like, first of all, everybody here should do a genealogy, the importance of doing a genealogy, just in a DNA test, you get to know who your family is. Right. So by knowing who your family is, then you get to know the benefits if your family come under certain treaties, right? Like if you go look back in history during the Seminole Wars, what people considered, you know, like what was the difference between what was a Native American and a black person, right? There was a lot of, you know, relations in between when you study history, right? These people were living together. These people were one at particular points in time. Right. And then they have a children. Is that children Native American or is that children, that child black? The difference is the black child doesn't have designated rights under, you know, established treaties with the United States. So as they give, you know, uh, Native Americans money and give them protective status in this country and they have sovereignty towards certain lands. If you are not under that same designation and it's not traced back to your genealogy to see you know, who your family structure is, then you can't claim any of those things. So if we talk about then looking at getting so-called reparations, the only way we'll be able to break it down is through genealogy study and research, because that's where you would divide ethnicities and say, hey, you're not an African descendant of slaves. So you would not get cut a check unless because what they're trying to do in California is saying that we're not even cutting a check for slavery we're coming to check for what happened after slavery right so therefore if you're in america and you're a brown person and you have faced systematic racism you would still you know i'm saying get a check even if your family were immigrants in america so even the conversation has a lot of nuance when you're talking about who would get checks for where their family was during slavery versus who would get a check for you know, their family being in America after slavery for redlining and all of the other different predatory things that they put on our people in America. So the conversation is powerful, but I believe that a lot of people are not approaching it from a solution base. It's just, well, I don't like what y'all say. We're just kind of banging on each other versus creating solutions to say, well, this is the reason I want to set it up like this. So therefore, when we ask for things, we have a system set up in place that makes it easier for us to actually be able to receive what's ours, and I believe our generation will get reparations. I do believe that. But well, we have a reparations
1: yeah. panel that invests. Us actually, okay, with, with uh, um, Congressman Jamal Bowman, um, Ben Benjamin Crump. It's a few, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, collective of people, but we definitely have to continue the conversation of reparations because it's important. Um, at the same time, moving forward, like you know, you can do two things at one time. Some people was like, "Well, you shouldn't be talking about reparations; you should just be focused on economic empowerment." Um, I I think that you can you can accomplish both simultaneously. I don't think that it's a one or the other situation. It's not like we just sitting at home doing nothing all day. That's just waiting for you know a check to come in the mail. That's a, that's not a that's not a realistic or productive manner to go about things. But you can still. Um, force for things that there's a precedent for it in the world and in America and while still achieving your own economic empowerment your own economic freedom and um also i think that we have to um just start thinking bigger too even you know the race the whole issue of race is it bogs people down and it, and it, and it after a while it just it just becomes a distraction cuz i feel like um there's so much opportunity globally, domestically, everything. So it's like you're focused on just everything as far as this is the black point of view. This is the black issue. This is the black thing in America. Well, when you face oppression, you have two. You have three options when you face oppression. You can fight it wherever you face it. You can succumb to it and kneel to it. Or you, or you, you can flee it right? That's what refugees do. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, you keep complaining about it, but nobody said that you have to stay in America. Nobody said that you have to, you know, especially now, you can leave America without leaving America, digitally. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, So, it's like, there's opportunities out here all over the world. So, of course, there's always going to be roadblocks and barriers in our way, but um, ultimately, like I said, if you're not willing to really fight about it and really, you know, face the people that's really oppressing you, then you either just... Stop complaining and submit and and, be a
2: submissive person or flee. (laughs) The reality. I got a I got a question for you, a little different subject. And um all right, so let me let me let me phrase this question. Politically correct. I always say this, I'll start it off like this. I always say this. Um if you see somebody standing next to me, I haven't sold out to them. They sold out to me. And I mean that in a good way. Like, you know, historically, if a black man stand next to a white person, say he sold out. And the idea of it is, is that the person that you're standing next to is more powerful than you. Right. When a person says it. Right. That's what a, a person must believe. And I remember saying that years ago, like years ago, maybe like six years ago, because I knew this journey requires diversification. It requires strategic alliances across the board because we live in a melting pot in America and you have to be able to work together with different people of different backgrounds and some who have different stances, right? Especially for the point of getting to the ultimate goal, right? Like there's no straight lines when you are going into success. Right, there's relate, especially when you're doing something big. People at the bottom never have to understand you, right? And I think that's what people have to understand. Like, perspective, you know, is key, but perception, right, can be false because a person can perceive one thing to be something and they can be completely wrong, right? But perspective, you understand me, gives you a viewpoint. That gives you an opportunity for the correct understanding. So anyway, I said that to say this. We work with a lot of different people. You work with a lot of different people. You understand me? And <laughs> how is it to where as you go around the world and you work with different people that you have on the show, um, you may deal with, you may have an invest fest, you know, what is the strategy or do you feel like you have to take on the reputational status of people when you work with them or, you know, you can work with anybody regardless of, you know, what their background may be because it's beneficial in the way that you're working with, them, if you understand my question. I
1: don't feel like, you know, us working with somebody, um, A, we don't work with everybody. So, you know, we work with people that are aligned with how we feel. Um, but ultimately, diplomat. So we're able to move in different environments. Um, the other day we was at Joe Button Podcast. Crazy type of environment. We went straight from Joe Button Podcast to Bloomberg. Different type of environment, right? We feel comfortable in both spaces. And we're not compromising who we are for either space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's important. For us, we've been able to, to navigate different rooms. Like we, we could be on Mav Hoffa's show. We could be, uh, you know, with the CEO of Chick-fil-A, right, having a conversation. It's not about changing who you are. It's not about, you know, um, bowing down to somebody, but it's about navigating in the room, it's about being an intelligent person, and that's what I'm saying. Like we're thinking bigger, we're thinking globally. A lot of times, people j- just think like too small. Like oh, I'm keeping it real. I'm only going to stay around these type of people. I'm only going to be in the barbershop. I'm only going. Well, that's only that's as far as you're going to go is the barbershop. If that's what you're going to do, like we wasn't we wouldn't be able to be where we at right now with that mindset. Our mindset has always been open to the world. We open to the world. Whoever's willing and, and open to do business with us and communicate with us, we want to do business and communicate with them. As long as they- what's the line as long as they good people and as long as there's no issue. And that could be anywhere. That could be somebody in Africa, that could be somebody in UAE, that's somebody in Utah. That could be a white person, that could be a black person, that could be somebody from Ireland. Like, you know, we don't, we're not on it like that. So I feel like that's something, once again, that comes from an inferiority complex that we place on ourselves where we don't feel comfortable standing next to somebody. We feel like they're, they're so much over us. So when you see somebody standing next to them, it's like, oh, they, they Illuminati, Illuminati. That's the only way. Checkered floors. Now you start looking at the videos. Like 19 Keys got a, he got a chessboard, on. Yeah, I saw a chessboard. I saw, I saw the floors. Now you. <laughs> Spend, you know, these dudes be doing six hours of research and can't and won't even be there for their son's basketball game. They missed their son's basketball game because they try to figure out what's the stars and in the in the crescent on his crown. And I saw the blue and the <laughs> R and it's it there. And it was a, it was four 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 and three seven nine. Meanwhile, the kid the kid done failed three math classes. You ain't check his homework in three weeks. You ain't check his homework in three weeks. And you got enough time to be on the internet. To know, you know, things spelled backwards.
2: To be completely wrong at that.
1: <laughs> you know, they was they they had they had coffee in downtown, and this is the this is the spot that Steve Jobs' uncle used to go. Oh, to man. Illuminati. If you wasn't in an Illuminati meeting, you're not qualified to speak. I don't like who. This is the crazy thing about it. How did everybody become an expert in Illuminati? Were you there? Video, oh, any reference point online. You taking somebody's that somebody else's information that somebody else's information, and they spin it and they put it on YouTube, and now you're an expert.
2: You're an yeah. Expert. It's crazy. It's like it's like a person that took Adderall and they start overly focusing, and they t- they I mean they spent all night. They they got a whole thesis. They turn it into the teacher and everything is wrong. <laughs> wrong, bro. Okay. It's amazing how how detailed a person can be and still be wrong. That'd that be my, like, I'd be bewildered by how you can do that because I don't have the type of brain that can spend that much time on something to be wrong. Like, if I spend that much time, my shit is right. It's genius. But it's people that can spend hours and hours and hours only to come up with the wrong conclusion. Because you got it's confirmation bias when we're creating negatives to look for what we already thought. We're not taking pieces and putting
1: it together. Let's say you spent twelve hours to figure out if we signed a contract with Illuminati. Suppose we did. You what is you're still the same person. Mm. How's that help you? <laughs> you figured it out. You got me. You got me. <laughs> but you're still broke. Like that's, that's the part that I don't understand. Like you, you're trying to figure something out, right? Let's say you're right. You're still screwed. So instead of spending that much energy on something that has no real life value in your life because it's not going to change your life, if Jay Z is in a secret dungeon somewhere in in Iceland, I don't. That doesn't. If I find that out, right? I still, I still have to pay my. Like my cell phone bill i can't i can't can't use that information
2: to get my son and into the next grade i I I think think it lost people of actually doing something in real life by believing that the like we believe that black success is orchestrated right we believe that if i see something brilliant that young you know men out here are doing that come from the hood or come from the culture, and they do something that I can't do. They make it to places that I haven't, they build themselves up. It has to be orchestrated by the establishment versus they use their mind, right? Because how can we believe we that brilliant? How can how you can't talk we kings, we gods, we royalty, this, that, and the third, and you don't believe in the simplest form, right? That a young man can build himself up to be successful. That to me is where it's a scam because you're reinforcing this inferiority complex that we don't have the power to build ourselves up. And the only way it can be done is by the hand of the devil. So for me, those are people who only believe in the devil. They don't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Because when they see success, they attribute that to the devil's help rather than God's. Not even, they ain't got to see you ever do nothing bad. They still say, well, there's no way that he's done something that I can't do. He had to be the devil. You know what I'm saying? So... How come you are the correct disciple, yet God is not placing the blessings upon you, right? But then you say this person must be helped by the devil. Was you waiting for the devil to help you too? And you don't believe your God actually works? Like me, everything, we do God by the energy over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, people don't know that they're revealing their own weaknesses and their mindset when I listen to them. You know what I'm saying? This is all God, energy, everything that I do been 100% my whole life. That's what I've been built off that foundation and I'm a type of person, and I know y'all, I, I see your family. You know what I'm saying? I see the history. Like, these are, we're, we're witnessing geniuses. Let me just say it like that because you know how hard it is to do this work, and we're witnessing hard work every single day, right? And you discount all of that genius, all that strategizing, all that working, all that figuring it out, all that studying, all that learning, all that experience, everything – and be like, no, nope, the devil must have gave them what they got. See, that's why you ain't getting nowhere. That's what because you ain't doing none of the process. And you look at the results. Like, what, what you think is happening behind the scenes? You know what I'm saying? It's work every single day. When you see a person jumping from one state to another, they got to hop on a the plane, they got to get dressed, they got to make calls, they got to go through checkout, they got to do a bunch of different stuff. When you see them booking something, they throwing the event, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. When you see them working with people, they had to hire people. They had to get the payroll together. They had to get together the expenses. They had to come up with marketing plans and sales and all of this stuff. Like, this is work behind the scenes. This is massive organizations in action. You're supposed to be inspired. You know what I'm saying? But instead, nah, they got to be Illuminati. So, what, what, yeah, come on, man. Like, naughty. we got to really think about what we be saying when we do stuff. It ain't. Like, black success don't mean martyrism and death. Like, we can actually live life and grow and build and create our own gates and keep those gates so that we don't destroy what we're building. And in time, and it's due, and if you're the correct person to build with, it, your time will come. Pe- people,
1: the black community has been trained to only respect to and to dead to dead generals. We have no problem wearing a Malcolm X shirt, Martin Luther King, talking about Mansa Musa, right? But when you see things that's happening in real time, you, you can't understand mm. it. I, you got you, These people go on social media and talk about, oh, Mansa Musa's the richest person of all time, and da 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 So if you, if you, if you want to celebrate that, you champion that, well, when something is happening in real time, that is completely, almost impossible to accomplish. Not for our community, for any community. That's why we went on Bloomberg. They do like, yo, y'all been able to get Robert Smith, Don Peebles, Mark Cuban, Shaq. like y'all got fourteen. Like he, this is Bloomberg,
2: bro. Bloomberg. If, if let's just say this, if that was a white boy, they be calling him a genius. This nigga's the greatest strategic networker on the planet. How come y'all don't get that same? How can we all just attribute that to these niggas smart?
1: It's because we've normalized, we've normalized greatness. That's the dangerous part about this. Like, we put a flyer on about InvestFest. We got this there's 10 black billionaires in America. We got two of them. And the richest black person in American history, and the third black person in the world, let alone everybody else, right? And then some people's like, well. Can you add Kev on stage? Now, I know this is saying it's like can you add if you can add this person then you bro we put three billionaires on a lineup and you want me to go out and get another person but. <laughs> when have you ever in history ever seen something like that? When have you ever in history seen the richest black person in American history speaking in front of 20,000 people in of Georgia for a couple of hundred dollars? Like, when have you ever seen that? Not for our community, for any community. When have you ever, when have that ever been available and have access for, for anybody at the lowest price point that you could possibly think of? And it's like, does the ticket come with free parking? <laughs>
2: We spoiled, man. We are spoiled people. Like, so you know, highest level tour. We in your city. Make sure you get your tickets. Um, grateful plug. But it's like we, we, we still we are still a liability over assets culture. We're not an assets over liability culture yet, right? And so that's the fight, right? What that's why it's the campaign, right? We say the highest level because we're trying to get people out of low level thinking. Right. So when you hear these campaigns and these slogans that we have, we're fighting against the very narratives that people are using to make the decision-making. Right. So when we're liabilities over assets, we don't mind spending money, time and energy, right, on things that are liabilities. But when it comes to assets, wait a minute, wait a minute, man. I got to wait, I got to think about this for a second. You know what I'm saying? Like you tell the person, get you some Nike shoes, you wear these shoes, You know what I'm saying? You know what they for. You're going to look fly for a second versus buy you some Nike stock. Wait a minute. I don't know about that stock stuff. That stock stuff is scam. I don't know man. I, don't even know if I got the money like that. It's liabilities over assets, right? So the reversal is once it become assets over liabilities, you say it's called investments. You telling me you got the top 1% in the world in there. I'm there. What else do I have to do? Right? Like what, what, Wait a minute, high level conversations, y'all bringing some of the smartest people in the world, the most high level people to my city. I'm there. I'm not I'm not thinking, I'm not blinking because these things have not existed in the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So when they happen, be in the room. Show up. That's a representation that stop fucking just sitting behind the screen hoping for things to change. You gotta be in those
1: environments to make that change. Spoil. You become spoiled. You become spoiled. And you don't you don't appreciate things when you're spoiled. I, I went to Davos, Switzerland, where there was three hundred billionaires and crazy world leaders, all of that. Right? I, I went there, and we was there off the strip. Shout out to my man Drake and Cool and Drake. That
2: was from Illuminati stuff, though, bro. Yeah,
1: no. So, <laughs> no, so we paid to get there with the thing. Event no. like that, right? People paying fifty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, like ten thousand dollars to go. That's the entry. Right. Let alone.
2: Let but, 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 bro, bro, think about how y'all got there. This is what people don't be appreciating. And you got there because of respect. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who respected y'all was like, bro, I need to shake things up over here. Right. And I respect you platform, y'all movement and what y'all doing. Right. And so what normally has never happened in the history of our culture, when individuals like us do things, now you got some of us that's in the room saying that I have to respect that. I can't just watch it. I have to help it. Right? And this is what this is where you all that's in these organizations and these corporations and these places. You all are in position to assist and help. And you watch it and you be like, damn, I need to figure out how I can help EYL, and I can help high high-level conversations. And it's individuals like you that they call the Illuminati right? Because what they're saying is when we get in position and we help each other, that's not supposed to happen. That's the devil. No, that's God. That's us finally doing things the right way. So, when I see you, right, over there, I'm like, okay, that's our people working together. That's what they call unity that we've been wanting to see. So, how you
1: gonna demonize our solution? Well, here's, here's, here's another thing about that, because people like, yo, you going to Davos, Switzerland, um, that's that's Illuminati. That's where, like, you know, that's where all of the world leaders come for devil worship and all that. Pretty much saying that that's, a, that's an evil environment. Why are you in an evil environment? So this is the interesting thing about mm-hmm. it, right? That's an evil envi- environment. We should stay away from there. We're in evil environments every single day. You're in the projects with people that shooting at each other, gang violence, people fucking passing out on heroin. Like we come from the worst economic environments ever known to man history from all over the globally. And we, we've made, we, Hype Williams made the projects look like Las Vegas in the, in the music video. He would be in Queensbridge projects and make that look so appealing yeah. that out of town, out of town is gonna come to Crenshaw and Slauson and, and, and that turned into a destination. You, you living in hell, you living in hell. And you've normalized that. That's a comfortable situation, that's home that's home the hood the hood has become such a a sense of pride the hood has become such a sense of pride that we we love the dysfunction we love the the the, the rolling dice on the corner we love the liquor store we love the smoke shop we love the it's, it's exciting to see a shootout we love to rap about that but you criticizing me for going to switzerland <laughs> 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 but just make it make sense though because when a rapper a rapper is rapping about they're glorifying the hood all day I'm in the hood I'm blowing your brains out the gang wars da 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 like this drill music if you, if you cross the street one block over that's my ops that's hell like, you live in it, like, it's like Rayquan said that. what do you believe in heaven and hell? You can't say you believe in heaven because you're living in it hell. You've normalized that. Not only have you normalized that, you've celebrated it. And you turned that into a, into a destination, like mm. Disney World. People go in front of Marcy mm. projects and take a picture. Be like, this is Jay-Z's home. And now, that's when that's we, like, oh, you crossed, the, you, you crossed the line this time.
2: <laughs> you crossed the line. That. That. You, you did too much. You did too much. Doing too much. But that's, that's called a global campaign, you know what I'm saying? When you go to war, you got to go into enemy's territory, you know what I'm saying? So, like, this is how you take over. So, a lot of people don't think from a strategy standpoint, right? And so, people are people are not – like, mo- most people will never be generals. They, they, at best, they soldiers, you know what I'm saying? And some people not even soldiers. They might just be the cook. They might be the tech guy, right? In an army, there's many different positions. But the soldier – never has to understand in general. You just got to follow orders. And I've learned and understood that throughout my life that I might not understand the perspectives, the moves that people that are so-called the higher up than me are making because I'm not in that position, right? I can only understand it from my viewpoint, my worldview, and my perspective. So I might say, I don't like what you're doing, but I don't even see what you see. If you higher up, you can see the whole board. The chess piece. You understand me? Don't know what the move is. They just got to move. But the person playing, now nah, I need you to move right here because I can see the board and what's going to be the best strategy for us. So if you plan chess, you're the general that moves the pieces, right? But the pieces don't get a say-so on where they go, right? And so the average population, and we just being honest, you are soldiers, right? Now you can be a general in your situation, but I'm talking about from a global position standpoint. And so the goal is, how do you know what, like like in, in the soldier mindset, they relinquish their individuality, right? Which is why you cut the hair off bald. You're not so focused on your own internal ego and narcissism. You said that no, tell me what to do so I can be best suited, right, for the collective. Right? And so it's like, hmm, I ain't understand that order at all, but I ain't need to, right? Because what i need to do is to be the best in my position and what you all have to do is figure out how you can be the best in your position right so like if you're working in corporations if you're working in these places my challenge to you all is reach out and figure out how you can support you may see things that we don't see because you may have vantage points and skill sets that we don't have right so if you see things not working the best way help us create a way to make it even better because we can only do it from our experience our our vantage point, what our team skills have in there, what we've mastered, and the maturity of growth that we've made it to. So that's my challenge to the culture is saying that all right, and I'm talking about people with you know not people just dreams because a lot of, I'm telling I ain't i about just some emails you telling me hey I got this idea for this thing. No, I'm talking about you actually being in position and, and you can press the button and everything goes. You know what I'm saying? Like people always wait to see you to be like, "Yo, I've been wanting to do this thing." Like, no, just reach out. Like we got technology, we got phones. We ain't got to send. "We ain't got to wait to see each other in person." Don't get me wrong, in-person experiences are great, especially for networking because you feel that energy. But reach out beforehand so we can actually start building and make this thing grow exponentially. I don't want it to be dependent on shot and 19 keys. I want everybody to take this and assume ownership of this movement. And that's why you show it to the highest level tour. That's why you show it to the investors. That's assuming ownership and saying that the only way for this to be successful is not a Rashad and Troy show up. It's not a 19 key show. Up, it's if y'all show up. That's the only way this works. There's no, you're not getting in no rooms unless people look at it and be like, I'm not going to keep watching this. I'm going to help this because they doing the right thing. Right? Like, that's the goal of this movement. We're, we 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 we're, we're changing the culture. It is assets over liabilities. It's the highest level, right? It's high level conversations. It's not low level actions, thoughts, energy, emotions, feelings, dead, all that. And anybody you see on that, ignore them, unfollow them. Tell them to step their game up and their energy up. Tell them to add to the movement instead of trying to subtract, tell them, stop asking what the movement can do for you but what you can do for the movement. And that's
1: a fact. The last thing, that one of the last points that I want to make about this is that, um, you know, it, once again, it's important to, I don't want to like feel like I'm like, you know, berating people, but it's important to have these conversations because sometimes when you, when you don't realize the, the error that you're in until somebody actually points it out. It's like, you know, it's like dealing with your, your brother, like your, your, your brother might have said something that was incorrect and you got to like, you know, it's, it's discipline. Discipline is not necessarily a bad word. We all need discipline. Without, Diddy, we have no we we have no no way, and we just we just, you know, walk in a path with with no direction. So it's like even um the Diddy thing is is a good example. I want to talk about that for a minute. If mm. I can. So you know, a lot of people obviously excited. It's like it's Diddy a billionaire. Diddy. but you know, it's a lot of people. I realize that really don't like Diddy. They hate him actually. So people are like yo, he does terrible business. He's a terrible businessman. Da 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 da. Um, he screwed people over so many different times. My thing is this: Have you ever done business with him? That's the crazy thing about it. Like you, 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 you giving me, you giving me a lecture about he's a bad business person. We, we've done business with him, and it's been, been good business. Now, has, is there a possibility that he's done bad business with other people? Of course. But there's a possibility that you've done b- bad business with other people. There's a there's a possibility that you, you screwed somebody over in your life. You working for your boss. Your boss probably screwed over 10,000 people in in the course of time. We hold people to different standards. When I see revolt, I see black people. I I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. This is the inner workings of what I've seen. I know a lot of other black CEOs and black mobiles who don't have that. Their employees are 90% white. I see young black people. That's cool. That we rock with. You know them. I know them. These are the people that I know. So, I'm not here to vouch for somebody's character because nobody is an angel. Nobody's good or nobody's bad, right? It's, it's all perception. Somebody, somebody might tell you, I'm the best person in the world. And somebody else might tell you, like, yo, he's an asshole. They're both right.
2: Because
1: mm. it just depends on, it depends on the circumstances, it depends on the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? But just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean that you can't learn from them. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, too emotional. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you can't do business with them. Like, these are the things that our community can't figure out. You don't think that Russia and China, you think that they, they can't even speak the same language. They don't even speak the same language. They don't. You think that they like everything that, that goes on with each other?
2: No. Right. But
1: they realize that it's beneficial for them to have a strategic alliance and they're working together. Right. That's, that's what people do all around the world. We don't have to be best friends with you to learn from you. You went to the public school system your whole entire life. You didn't like your teacher. Your teacher probably talked down to you. You probably was a racist. You learned from them and you got a miseducation that didn't even help you anything. So now this is somebody that actually looks like you, that's from your community, that actually he doesn't have to do it. He's not charging us to do it. He's gonna mm. provide information, even if it's one line. He's a billion there's only ten of them in America. This is a unicorn, it's almost impossible. And you try and debate me about
2: Maces contract in ninety-six. <laughs> I will say this: I have no personal knowledge of uh, specifically Diddy's business deals and inner workings, uh, to to the negative. Uh, and I will say this because when we look at Revolt, Revolt actually has been very necessary and instrumental, right? And so it's like. The idea of council culture is wrong because you don't allow people to do good after you think that they've done wrong. Right? And, and there was very pivotal points on revolt that keeps my respect high over there. And was when number one they had the Honorable Minister Farcon on at a time when no other media outlet would, and at a time where they essentially got in trouble for doing it, right? They have you all on, they gave you a show. They've had me on Almost all of the shows that's on revolt and personally reached out the ceo the and Diddy and said that we want to amplify the voice specifically because we see you doing good things in the culture, And that's the conversation Right, not only that we want to pay you. That's the conversation so It's like if people would have gotten their way Right in counseling who you believe should be counseling so you don't allow them to do the good that they can do after the moments that you believe that they shouldn't be around for Right. And so now we don't get assets over liabilities on report We don't get the, the 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 drink champs episode and all of the other different things that have come from it in the moments in History that reverberates from it. And so, you know, I think it's necessary actually you know and when you have inner workings of what happens behind the scenes it changes your position on different things, right? Like I said, I have no inner workings of, of knowing any of the, the the history and all of that. That ain't what I'm even getting at. But what I am getting on is strategy and how we can continue to use each other in a way to where we can be beneficial, right, for this next leg of our progress on this journey. You know what I'm saying? And so I would love to see, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, you know, Diddy has the stage at Revolt and the things that he talks about, right? I want to see what that conversation, you know, becomes. Um, but I want to give kudos to you all because, you know, it's not easy, like you said, of generating these conversations, of creating these type of stages, of creating these kind of panels, right? We're, we're allowing the culture the opportunity to grow at a vast rate, right, and to experience these particular things, Right? A man has to stand up for himself. That's not my job. But my job is, you know, as I look back, help us to think through these things and figure out what's the best way to get things done. Right? We may think that the best thing is, let me choose this young brother that's a social activist on the street. And that may be good for your spirit and how you felt was the best thing to do. But it may not be the most progressive thing in order to get the movement to where it needs to be because you can't go to war without money, right? And so you don't want to have a room full of talking points but no action, right? You don't want to have a room full of talking points but no funds, right? That stagnates the movement. So you have to have, quote, unquote, the money involved. You have to have the power involved. You have to have the networks involved, right? You have to have the movers and the shakers, of course you're involved. Because we see when we want to green light ignorance, it's green lighted fast. And what we're trying to do is get you know the, 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 the positive actions in our communities and solutions green lighted. How do you think that happens, right? Presidents, politicians, leaders, they connect with people all across the planet earth to help get their ideas funded. They create alliances across the planet earth to get these things going. That's what a good general does right so take a step back and ask yourself the question why are these brothers making this move how is this beneficial what's the strategy here then you start thinking like this but if you're just reacting from an emotional standpoint you would never understand and you will be in your silo of feelings while we working and creating actions that is a fact
1: my brother i gotta run man but i want you to have a conversation I
2: want to talk about the highest tour before uh, before we uh, before we end this. Yes, sir. Um, you know, so May 4th, I'm gonna need everybody to pull up for my born day celebration. You know, it's tourist, it's tourist season, first of all. You know what that means. <laughs> it's heavy. Um, legendary performances is about to happen in New York. The Apollo Theater, famous Apollo Theater. I was looking at my phone, I took a picture there. Back in oh, I screenshotted a picture of the Apollo back in 2018. Um, I, I then I went there. That was before I was ever, I think, in New York. And then I went and took a picture of it in 2021. You know what I'm saying? And and this is part of my journey of visualization and manifesting things to come true. And now you know I get to actually be on that stage and create history, right? You all was on that stage in 2021, and there's a lot of legacy. There's a lot of energy. And, you know, being in this transformational room around high-level people and getting this mind-bending experience, not only for New York, but, of course, we got Chicago, we got Cleveland, we got St. Louis, we got all of Texas, Dallas, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, we Philly, got New Orleans, Philly. we got Philly, we got Philly. Detroit, Baltimore, Boston, and Cleveland, and we're working on L.A., um, and we're working on some international dates as well, um, but you know this uh, this the people's tour This is for y'all. This is for us. This is you know the thing that we've been able to do like when we went out to London But I really loved about that experience when I thought about it after it was over We created we created something new right we got like theaters. We got plays. We got concerts We got clubs and lounges so when you think about you know, how can I invest my time Like most of the time, we don't have stuff we can invest in our time. We have things we can spend our time in, right? That money goes out and they don't give us no return. But creating this asset culture of experiences to where it's like instead of that concert, you know, where I just go listen to music, get high, and I leave. No, we get to actually go have a transformational experience, learn something and catch a vibe and network and build and get some, some life-changing and, 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 and mind-changing game and then go home. And when you go home, you're taking those experiences and that knowledge and that information and those contexts, right? And now you can say, y'all, I really invested my time tonight. Like, the culture is changing. You can be happy to, like, I'm happy I'm alive to see this because this was different, right? And so for me, that's a representation of us creating a new culture, right? And giving people new experiences and new opportunities. So I'm excited to, you know, be a leader in this movement. And, um, you know, this is my first tour. So show up and show out. It's going to be beautiful. If, if, if you're single, come to the tour, because there's going to be a lot of high-level women there, fellas. They already told me that they showing up in droves. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot, lot of high-level men there, ladies. They smart and they got money. And we're going to give them some game. You feel me? So, you know, and you can show sure up with your family as well. So I'm just letting you know that. But Tickets leaking in my bio. Go to 19keys.com.
1: Nah, definitely. New York City, man. Show up Uh the Apollo Theater this Saturday, right? Yes, sir. 19. 19- May 4th. First stop on the tour. Um, you know, congratulations to you. That's that's big. Apollo. Apollo. Right. That's something that, you know,
2: only, only legends get to perform at the Apollo. Yeah. So. All the VIP is sold out. There's only uh, on the top balconies that are still available. So, you know, but that that bottom floor, you, you got to be fast for that one. Magical night. you told me about some of the surprises that you got. I wish I could say it. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could say it, but I can't. The surprises is oh, so, um, It's going to be legendary. Congratulations on that. Definitely.
1: If you can make the High Level Conversation Tour, make it a city near you. He's hitting almost every city in America. So, a city near you for sure. And, um, yeah, man. Kudos to you. You know, um, congratulations to everything. High-level conversations show. Make man. sure you watch it. New episode out right now with Director X. That was actually All a good right. one. I was watching it yesterday. Yeah. Very good conversation about meditation and you know how the brain works and different things like that. Very interesting conversation. So, congratulations to you, man. Pushing, man. pushing the culture.
2: Congratulations to us, man. The EYL Network is number one in the culture. No, that's number one in the culture. I dare you say somebody. Else. That's a fact. I dare you. I I dare you. Call all the network presidents. Call anybody. This is number one. That's a fact, man. So Keys, I appreciate you, brother. And Keys
1: will be back at Best Fest for sure. So Ooh. get to say
2: I got something special for the Best Fest. Don't even worry. I
1: appreciate that, man. So market Mondays, we back tomorrow night. Love is love.
2: Jeez, man. They peace, man. Stay traveling.